You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. In the prelude to what I want, want to say this morning, um, a few months ago I was, had the privilege of attending the Hillsong's European Conference up in the O2 uh, arena, and the guy there was preaching, and he was preaching uh, from Acts chapter 2, which for me is my, probably, I know we shouldn't have favourites, but probably one of my favourite uh, chapter in the Bible, because it's the, where the church begins to emerge, the Holy Spirit comes, and the church begins to work out uh, the great commission that we have. And uh, he read from verse 17, and where God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And we've heard about God pouring out his spirit afresh this morning. And so he was saying, here in Acts chapter 2, we have it clearly defined as to... Uh, what God is going to do by his spirit. Um, And I'm sure some of us have been in the Pentecostal movement for years. We've perhaps seen some excesses and some wacky things that have happened when the Holy Spirit comes. But here he said something specific. It says, your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I I don't think that's gender-specific because it says, I will pour out my spirit on all people both men and women. And I don't think it's age-specific. It says it because it talks about young and old. I think it's perhaps a bit of poetic license there. Um, but the, the question that and the challenge that challenged me at that time and what I want to bring to you this morning, as I was sitting there in the auditorium of perhaps 20,000 people, um, God spoke to me He said, where are your dreams? Where are your visions? Where is that thing that comes from God, is in your heart, that God has placed in there uh, to work out? And I challenge you this morning, where are your dreams? Where are your visions? I'm not talking about fanciful things. I'm not talking about pie-in-the-sky stuff. I'm a, a football supporter. I support my local team, Maystone United, which, as you know, is probably one of the best teams in the country. <laughs> and I had a dream of them winning the league. I had a dream of them reaching Wembley. Sadly, they lost 5-0 yesterday. <laughs> now I have a dream of them avoiding relegation. <laughs> And I don't think the dream will be fulfilled. I think we're down. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about God-birthed things. And and it challenged me. I'm 69 now and 70 this year and um, in theory retired, as I said earlier on. And I could say, well, I've served God all those years since I became a Christian. In the twilight years, I could quite justify, well, I'll sit down and um, put my feet up. Uh, I've served God in my generation. But, you know, God kept challenging me. Because it says your old men will dream dreams. And if you're younger this morning, it says young men will see visions. I'll leave you to decide where you fit. 
But what I'm saying, what does God put in your heart to fulfill? What, what is that dream, that vision, that something that God has put in your heart? And as I sat there, kind of musing, as I felt God speaking to me, I looked around the room, as I say, probably 20,000 people, there's certainly 15,000 um, people there. And I thought, if, if most of them young people, um, I did feel, I've said before, I did feel a little bit out of place. I was one of the only people there without ripped jeans and skinny <laughs> jeans. I've often said, I've got ripped jeans, but I use them for gardening. Um, <laughs> but I looked across the congregation and I thought, if people could get ho- if some of these people get hold of what this guy is saying and what the Holy Spirit can do or when he works in our lives, I thought, what potential there is there? What potential? And I say that to this church this morning, and I don't know many of you, if you can get hold of that thing that God has put within you, that dream, that vision, because if the Holy Spirit is poured out, my Bible says that's what will happen. What potential? What potential? You know, God knows what he's put within us because he made us. Psalm 139 says, I praise you, David says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And he talks about how we're knit together in our mother's womb. And he said, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God made us, God formed us, and he, he puts those things within us. Jeremiah, it says, I know, for I know that God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. God has his plans for you. And I believe as we're knit together in our mother's womb and as we come to him and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, it just focuses on those things that God has knit us together for and moulded us for. But I realise, having been in church leadership for 30 odd years, that me included in this, we don't always fulfil that potential that God has put within us. That dream, that vision. Paul the Apostle puts it this way, and if you turn with me to Philippians chapter 3, I'm reading from the NIV. He puts it this way. I want to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in death, and so somehow to attaining the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have yet taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining to what is ahead, he says, I press on. I don't know what Paul's that was. I've heard lots of sermons on it, and I still don't know. But I know one thing, it's something that God took hold of him for. It was Paul's, if you like, dream, it was Paul's vision, it was Paul's that. And Paul's reaction was, I'm going to strain towards, I'm going to press on, I'm going to do all that I can to fulfil 
that. He did nothing else apart from trying to take hold of that and fulfill that that God had put within him. He strained, he pressed on. And I see a lot of people in history who, who, who've done all that they could to fulfill that thing that was in them. Not just Christians, but other people. Do you remember um, Martin Luther? Famous speech for passion and equality. He, that's, that's what he stood for and that's what he strived for. He said those words, I have a dream. And he did all that he could to fulfil that dream. I have a friend who's a close friend of mine who's, uh, he works for CAP. You know what CAP is? Christians Against Poverty, Christian organisation that helps people in debt. And uh, as a church, we were a CAP centre in, in Maystone and he was the manager and he's, he's worked with that organisation for many, many years. But it took us a while to get where we wanted to. We strived, we pressed on and eventually he became the CAP debt coach and we became a CAP centre. And after a short while, we used to meet up every month just to uh, see how things were going. And he said to me, do you know what? He says, I think I'm living the dream. Now God had put that in his heart years before to help people in debt. And he wouldn't let it go. And despite disappointment, despite um, hurdles, we pressed on. And after a while, he said, I think I'm living the dream. He pressed on. He took hold of that what, that what Christ had taken hold of him. But I know, as I said earlier on, we don't always fulfil that. That 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 God has put within us, that dream, that vision, whatever it may be, we don't always fulfil it. And I just want to help us um, this morning to fulfil some of those things that God has put within our heart. Things that block our heart. And you know, one of the things that stops us fulfilling our dream, our vision, our passion, is disappointment. If you've been a Christian for a number of years, you know sometimes you get disappointed. You try and live the dream, and it doesn't work out. It wasn't how you thought it would be not as you'd hoped or intended. And perhaps you've been hurt or bruised by it. And you pull back into safe ground. I'm not going to let anything or anybody hurt me again. And you give up on your that, on your dream, on your vision. Can I say this morning, with all the grace I can muster, don't do that. You're not living, if you've done that, you're just existing almost in a self-imposed prison. The Bible says that when we have expectation and it doesn't turn out the way intended, then I'll get disappointed. It says in Proverbs, hope deferred, that means a dream, an ambition, a desire deferred, makes the heart sick. You know, if, if at first you don't succeed, welcome to the human race. Because sometimes we don't succeed at the things we want to do to begin with. That's why Paul says, I press on. I strain towards what is ahead. 
I'm doing everything I can to fulfil it. I looked at some facts about people who may have been disappointed. Walt Disney, as you know, was the inventor of Disney World and the whole Disney empire. He got sacked from a newspaper for lack of ideas. <laughs> Henry Ford went bust a number of times before he was successful and built probably one of the biggest car companies in the world. Those of you who know about computers know that Steve Jobs got sacked from Apple before he returned to uh, make it probably the, one of the biggest companies in the world. And this surprised me. James Dyson, yeah, know who James Dyson is? He made 5,126 prototype bagless vacuum cleaners before getting it right. Tell me about disappointment. But he got there. Now, obviously one of the, probably the biggest vacuum cleaner business in the world. Can I say to you this morning, don't let disappointment or the past reign in your life and stop you fulfilling your dream. I've often seen people on Alpha courses, I've done many, many Alpha courses, and they, they can't move on because they're letting the past control their future. They can't believe the good news. I've done all this wrong, I've done that wrong, and they can't believe it. They're letting the past control the future. If you've been disappointed this morning, try and fulfil what God has, you believe God's put within your heart. Don't let it control your future. I didn't read the whole verse from Proverbs 13 because it says these words, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. A longing fulfilled, a dream fulfilled, a passion fulfilled, a vision fulfilled is a tree of life. Your life will blossom. It will grow, it will produce fruit. A longing fulfilled is the tree of life. It will be a blessing to your own life, to your family, to the church and to the world beyond if you begin to fulfill that God-given that, the thing that God has taken hold of you for. The second thing, and it goes along with what our sister here brought this morning, the second thing that will stop us fulfilling our dream or our vision or our that is fear. Fear. Frightened of what will happen if we step out. In the Bible, Jesus tells a parable, we call it the parable of the talents, where um, one person gets five talents, or a bag, it talks about a bag of gold in other versions, or a bag of silver. Um, one gets five, one gets two, one gets one, and he's, he says, go out and invest it. Go out, if you like, and live the dream. Go out and use it. Here's the talents I've given you. Go out and use them. Make the most of what you've been given. And one guy comes back and he says, I've doubled my investment. And the second guy comes back and says, I've doubled my investment as well. And the master says, good job, you've done well. The third guy comes back and he says, I didn't do anything with it. What? He said, I just buried it. Buried it in the ground. You buried your talent? 
in the ground. Why, he said. He said, I was afraid. I was afraid. You know, fear can keep us from living our dream. It's a heart stopper. Yeah, we may be frightened where it's going to take us if we follow our dream. It may be a life-changing experience. I don't know what God has put within your heart. Perhaps fear of the future, I don't know. Fear of stepping out of the normal, I don't know. Fear of failure, I don't know. Very often it's fear of failure. What happens if it doesn't work out? Many fears can stop us. Pressing on, straining towards what is ahead, taking hold of that dream, that vision, what God has put within us, that gift, whatever it may be. We have the privilege, or have over the last two or three years, of leading a church in First Aventura in the Canary Islands. Um, English couple lead the church and they come back for a few months and we've had the privilege of going out there and leading it. And I know it's a holiday island and people say, oh, you're going off on holiday again. Well, it's not a holiday, it's leading the church. And um, I think it was this year, last year, a young couple on holiday. Um, he was actually Canadian. Um, she was English, met together, met at Bible school, and they just literally just got married. They were on their honeymoon. And I said, what are you coming to church for on your honeymoon? But they were there. But they... But I said, what are you going to do now? They said, well, God's told us we want to go back to England and plant churches. They had no money, no finance. I stepped in my heart, in my head, in my heart, I thought you were so naive. And then God checked me. He really checked me. I found a check in my spirit and I said to him, you go and live your dream. If God's told you that, who am I to say, don't do it? What's the worst thing that could happen? They could fail. But my Bible says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though he fall, the Lord will uphold him with his hand. Wayne Gretzky, Canadian hockey player. I thought I'd put that in this morning. He was nicknamed the Great One. He'd been called the greatest hockey player ever. Leading, leading scorer in NHL history. He said these words, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Some of us need to start taking some shots. Because we never take them, we'll miss them. Third thing is, that stops us fulfilling is, is guilt. I must move on because I'm looking at the timer. It can be a good one. Sometimes we just carry our past life around with us or we've done something wrong and we think God can't use us again and we carry that guilt around. But my Bible tells me if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And God will do that time and time and time again. Don't be held back by perhaps some things you've done in the past, some things you've got wrong, some things you wouldn't want anybody in this room to know about. If you come to Christ and forget and confess them, he will forgive you. In a sense, you start with a fresh plate again, a fresh foundation. 
In Corinthians, it says, as God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Now, if we're carrying that guilt around, we're receiving the grace of God in vain. God wants to forgive and forget. I think it's Corrie Ten Boone often used to say, as far as our sins and our faults and our failures are concerned, she says, God's buried them in the deepest of the deepest seas and puts a sign up that says no fishing. That's how God looks at us. Fourthly, fourth thing that will stop us is bitterness and resentment. That will stop us fulfilling our dream because it eats at our lives like a cancer. I know, because in the past I've been there. It gnaws away at you 24-7. You become resentful and all you're thinking is about how to retaliate or get revenge. And you can't get on with the present because you're looking in the past. The only answer for that is to let it go. Forgive and forget. And you may say, well, they don't know what they've done. They don't know how I feel if someone has hurt you or a situation has hurt you. And the answer is probably not. They need to be punished, possibly. But let God deal with it. We just need to forgive. Didn't Jesus tell us in his prayer to forgive those that have done things against us? We need to pray that and be released. Because if we're always looking in the past, we're not looking forward to what God has for us. You know, people in your past can't hurt you anymore unless you allow them to. Rick Warren says, when things happen to us, are we going to be bitter or better through it all? Romans 12 says, don't take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it's mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. I've got a friend of somebody I know well who's been hurt, he had fell out with his local pastor, a big split and almost a split in the church. Years on, he's still bitter about it. And I find it sad. And some, one of his other friends says, Look, give me all those, he's got all these emails and letters. He said, give it to me and I'll take them away. Let me destroy it. You forget, you forgive and forget. Get on with your life. And he says, no, I'm going to put them all in the box and put them in the attic. He hasn't forgotten. Fifth thing will stop us is rejection. Perhaps people have said things to us or put us down. You may have been cut to the heart. Psalm 64 says, they cut me down with sharpened tongues. When we've been growing up or wherever it may be, we may have, people may have spoken things into our life and they've hurt us and in a sense we feel rejected. And we listen to what they've said. Can I say this morning, build your life on what God says. Ephesians 2, we are God's handiwork. Another word for that, we are God's masterpiece. And every one of you here this morning is a masterpiece. You might not think it, you might not look it, but God's word says you're a masterpiece. His hands. God doesn't make failures. God doesn't make rejects. You're a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
Don't believe what somebody else says. Believe what God says. Be, you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His pleasing and perfect will. I'm on the red now. Security. That's a vision stopper. Dream dimmer. Whatever you want to call it. Security. We have to ask ourselves, where does our security lie? If I do some of the things that you may say to me, if I do some of the things that you've said this morning, where will it leave me? What about my future? Well, I can only refer to one verse that Joy and I have lived on all through our married life and before. Seek first the kingdom of God and all the other things will be added to you. We've lived by that in our lives and we've seen it and we've taken steps for God and moved on or not taken steps that the world would want us to take. God has always provided. Be what God wants you to be and to do. Allow him free reign in your life. God says, I made you, I planned you, I have a purpose for your life. I put certain abilities, desires and dreams and visions in your heart. And God says, I love it. And you try to fulfill those. Don't let disappointment, fear, guilt, bitterness, resentment or rejection or worldly security block your heart, block your vision, block your dream. My prayer for you as a church, as I don't know many of you, that God will show you more and more what he has made you to be and to do. And when, I, and when you do move on in what God wants you to do, there's two things that happen. One is that you enjoy life a bit more because you're fulfilling what God planned for you. And secondly, you know what? You're often good at it. When I first became a Christian, many years ago, I was in a church. I wouldn't say it was legalistic, but it was heading that way. And it was sort of, well, do you like working with children? And I said, well, no. Well, you can go into the Sunday school then. You know, <laughs> service for God was almost like something you didn't like doing. I don't believe that anymore. I believe if God has wired us and made us into the people that we are and put those dreams and visions and those gifts and those talents in our lives, for whatever our that is, that's what he would want us to do. He wouldn't do all that and want us to do something else. So I encourage you this morning, perhaps a challenge, but also an encouragement this morning, to follow your dream, follow your vision, follow your that that God has put within you. Paul said to Timothy, fan it into flame. And some of you may have had stuff in your life that have been sitting there dormant. A, a young, uh, an elderly lady, a lot older than me, I was speaking about this, following your dreams in another church, uh, and she was in the congregation not knowing that I was going to preach and I didn't know she was going to be there. But very quick story. She phoned me the following day. She said, I listened to your message and it spoke to my heart. 
lecture. I, I had a dream and a vision to provide accommodation for people that didn't have accommodation. People living on the streets and things like that. We started it and everything went wrong and I, I let it go and it's been with me all, all those, all that for years. And she said, um, when you spoke, it just stirred up within me again. And she said, you wouldn't believe this. She said, but my husband went to a meeting and there was a lady, uh, who's got a charity and wants to provide homes for the homeless and she wants helpers. She said, there it is. I can go and partly fulfill my dream. I haven't got to do all the pump priming. She says, it's an answer. I can fulfill my dream once again. And she's probably in her 70s. So, old men, old women, all dream dreams. You know, most of the time, there are two attitudes towards life. One is, good Lord, it's morning when you wake up. Good Lord, it's morning. And the other is, I've got that wrong, sorry. One of them is, good morning, Lord. And the other is, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> I wonder what we're going to be tomorrow morning. Jesus said, I've come to give life and that life to the full. My prayer is that you will live that life to the full. You follow your God-given, Holy Spirit birth dreams visions, you're that, whatever your that is. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.